This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We're back live with more Mark Grody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Welcome back in on The Score I'm with you for another hour until 2 o'clock, at which time it'll be my guy Gabe Ramirez and Lou Canellis from 2 to 6 right here on 670. The score should find out in soon, actually. They'll get the final injury report of the week, see what it looks like exactly for the Bears, who will be at the Jets on Sunday, and how they handle Justin Fields. The prediction here is, is that it will be a game-time decision. The The part that will be interesting to see is how much what they put down in terms of Justin Fields' practice. Is he, is he cleared? Is he limited? Full participant? Because he's been limited this week. So there could still be some tells, even if the coach says he's a game-time decision. So we will... Stand by for that. We will let you know if it happens on uh, on my watch here in the next hour or so. I'm still open for calls, too. 312-644-6767. 312-644-6767 to call or to text the score if you'd like to do it like that. So I was at Hallis Hall yesterday and had a good couple of good conversations. This, was a, this one was a group conversation, though, and uh, it was the always engaging Jalen Johnson. A regular on the score with Parkinson Spiegel, Jalen Johnson, score guy. And I just I, I just put together a, a little chunk of this. And Jalen Johnson is asked about Garrett Wilson, but listen beyond the Garrett Wilson. The Garrett Wilson stuff is good too, though. Um so here's Jalen Johnson on Garrett Wilson, the the Jets wide receiver, if you don't remember the tenth overall pick in the draft from Ohio State. Uh, but here's Johnson on him. Uh, I would say playmaking ability in the air and with the ball in his hands. Um, definitely a dynamic guy, especially at Ohio State. He did some really good things there and still continue to build that. He's he's still young. Um, I can see there's still some things that he's still figuring out. But, of course, every, every young player is. But he definitely has a playmaking ability for sure that stands out on tape. Can you pick Justin's brain and ask him for some weaknesses? I mean, I thought he's, he's a different dude than he is at Ohio State. So, I mean, really just who he is now, what he's put on tape so far. We're all wondering. What reaction was the defensive side when Justin Fields apologized after the game in Atlanta? What was your reaction when he started going out and apologizing? I mean, we just really just let him apologize. We all knew it was his fault. Nah, not at all. <laughs> but we all we all know that it was it was it's everybody. It's not Justin. I mean, 
we know what type of guy he is. We understand why he tried to do something like that, but that was something we deaded immediately. That's not that's not what we're going to allow him to feel on, on himself. And at the end of the day, we all had things that we could have done better. Um, so it's just not him. What have you learned about Mike White, their quarterback? Nothing. Nothing. Nah. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, I didn't know. I have. I don't. I didn't know he was the star quarterback. Oh. So you're telling me something new. Okay. So no, that's, no, that's nothing. Tomorrow, right? I, yeah, I haven't. I don't know. All right. All right. <laughs> that was the end. I mean, did I handle it all right, Caesar? He, at least he was honest, right? He didn't yeah. try to like. Oh, actually, I've been watching a film on him. He just told you flat out, I, I don't know anything about the guy. That's the beauty of Jalen Johnson, right there. Just being honest. I mean, oh no, so hopefully somebody was alerted. Like, just sit him down, just show him a couple videos, maybe some some flashcards. Here he is, Jalen. Like, send over. You know what? Let's send. Let's send Mike White's Wikipedia page to Jalen Johnson. Just just to. Just to put a name with a face <laughs> for, for Jalen Johnson. Oh, that is absolutely wonderful. Um, but Mike White has had some has had some nice games, some success with the Jets. So, you know, regular season, like he is a sixty six point seven completion percentage rate, nine hundred fifty three yards altogether. Um, Five picks, or excuse me, five TDs and eight picks. So beware Bears secondary that there will probably be some opportunities. And I don't know exactly what the Bears secondary is going to look like tomorrow because there's a couple of guys who have concussions for the Bears right now in the secondary that you want to watch. Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker. So, you know, that's who knows if those guys will be playing. And so that'll mean that that probably probably going to see some more DeAndre Houston Carson on defense and see what they can do creatively in that situation. But yeah, those are guys, and I know those are guys that people want to see in the development process as well. But yeah, Jalen Johnson, always always entertaining, always interesting. Um, a guy that I did get a chance to talk to a little bit one on one yesterday in the locker room was Chase Claypool. And we talked a little bit about this earlier before Jim Miller came on, but it is so easy to notice that beyond Justin Fields, probably the number one thing that Bears fans are frustrated by or interested in is Chase Claypool. And where is he at? What's going on? Where's the targets? You know, his first game, we saw that they attempted to go to him for a potential game-winning play to go up and get it. Where is that? Where is he? What's going on with Chase Claypool? And so I I brought that notion, that, that premise, to Chase Claypool while he was standing by his locker yesterday and where he is in terms of being patient and wanting more. So here's Chase Claypool on that. Yeah, like, I'm not really trying to put, you know, all these, like, external pressure is like oh you know people are like looking at the stats looking at my targets and like a lot of people could look at like I could look at that and be like oh yeah you know I wish I had more I wish I had more targets but like why do that I don't care what my numbers are I don't care how many targets I get I don't care how many yards I get I just really want to win do you ever think about 
looking forward to starting with this team from the beginning of a season training camp? I'm super excited for, like, it's weird to say, but I'm super excited for OTAs and uh, being able to get that full year in because there's a my, my whole route tree is different. You know, it's harder, it's a little harder to run the routes you never ran before. Yeah, and, that may, and I think – I think that Bears fans should like what they just heard right there, that it, it does. I mean, that was on my mind. It, you need that to, to really become whole with this developing quarterback and this inexperienced offense or average offense, however you want to put it. Like You need the time. And so that's really where it begins with Chase Claypool, the OTAs and the mini camps and training camp. That's where that that's where you can truly evaluate that because I know there's already like in Pittsburgh, they're already saying essentially the you know the that Pittsburgh has won the trade you know because hey this is what we expected on Chase Claypool no it, the fact of the matter is is Chase Claypool is to some degree being held back as well by the Bears because of the system that they are running now which requires guys like Chase Claypool and anybody who is playing wide receiver on the Bears to be a blocker and to participate in the name of the running game so that that can be frustrating for wide receivers it it can diminish you in terms of what your number one job description is and that is to catch the football in the air so I mean I, you could see it from that side but I got the feeling and that that was just a little snippet of the inner the whole interview I got the feeling in talking to Chase Claypool that he's cool that he's patient that he does hear you he does see you he does know that people are being critical um, of him and of the Bears, but he's saying, look, I don't have the whole playbook down, and the, he said, I can't wait for the OTAs. The OTAs already, it was, that was what was on my mind was on his mind, that he's already thinking about things like OTAs and mini camps and training camp. So I, don't know, I, I needed that too. I needed that. That's, that's why I talked to him yesterday. I was like, mm-hmm, let me see – how he's doing with all this because when I tweet out Chase Claypool's name or when I when I see a tweet about him or news about him, it gets a ton of interest for sure. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. John is in Logan Square. Hello, John. You're on the score. Uh, hey guys, how's it going? Great. How are you, man? Good, good. So, um, couple thoughts. One, I feel like there's kind of two sets of Bears fans, right? There's like the, the meatball kind that, like, they want to win every game and we always have a chance to make the playoffs or whatnot. And then there's the other half, which are a little more realistic, which is, you know, we need to rebuild. We need to restock talent. I think Ryan Poles has come in and done a really good job of getting rid of players that don't fit his scheme or maybe he doesn't he scout them well or doesn't see a lot of skill in them. And he's building something for the future. And I think, you know, a lot of Bears fans say, well, we, we lost this game by three points or that game by four points. We could be in the playoffs. It's such a waste of time. I don't. I don't get it. It's like it's happened with the Cubs, with the White Sox. It's not necessarily a rebuild, but it's restocking your system with talent so you can compete every single year on a sustainable level. Um, are you getting that feeling too? That there's kind of two sets of of your two polarizing kind of opinions right now out there. Oh yeah, no, ab- absolutely. And thank you very much for the call, John. I, I appreciate it. And yeah, I mean, of course, there. I, I, I think that that exists, but. I think that Bears fans have been pretty good, pretty good this year at understanding what this is. And yes, 
during the game, Bears fans are passionate about it, and when things are going poorly, they will voice their opinion. When they lose at the end, when they lose to the Detroit Lions at home, that sucks, and Bears fans are mad. But guess what? You always hear about the players getting the 24-hour rule. Fans get the 24-hour rule, too, to scream and rant and be pissed off and boo and hiss and whatever. Boo and hiss. Uh, and then 24 hours later, you're like, okay, it's 3-8. and eight. The season's about developing young players. How did Justin Fields do? How did Jaquan Brisker do? How did Kyler Gordon do? How did Braxton Jones do? Okay. I think that that's the reasonable take. And that, that's what I, on my timeline, and talking to you guys on the score and the text messages, the majority of them are centered around the process of getting the Bears back to that sustained success, as we said. There was a good text earlier that I wanted to read, and I've lost it because the thread just keeps moving here. Uh, and that was that something, and I'm paraphrasing, that with all the money that the Bears do have next year, and everybody, we all know it's there, we don't know. This was the texture. We don't know. We have no idea what Ryan Poles, how much of it Ryan Poles will use. If he will put a big dent in it, maybe he won't. And the, the texture had used the a, a comp like from the Cubs. They've got the money. It's just a matter of when they want to start spending it again. So there is no uh, there. The evidence is we don't know. Like Ryan Poles is still a huge mystery in terms of what this team is going to become. Like I think both Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus have been pretty good. Like they've done more good than bad in sports terms. Like the, what they have done so far for this team. And but. We have no idea. We just have no idea how good they are at their jobs at this point because it, you know, with what the with what polls has put together this year with some of the one and two year rank and file contracts, it's he knows that that's not the future of the Bears. Now you start to look at the the draft class from this year, and Jaquan Brisker has been a thumbs up. I think Kyler Gordon has been, you know, an undecided. It was, it was kind of thumbs downy during earlier this season, but he's he's coming along. He's getting better for sure, and you know, so that so those are the two top picks right there. Valus Jones, eh, you know, I mean, we don't know where that is yet. I mean, I don't give up on that kind of speed and that kind of agility and what I see and have seen from Valus Jones on the practice field and whatever the case may be. It just looks like it looks to me like there's something there. But, you know, we, we don't know at this point um, with any of the the draft picks for the Bears right now. Braxton Jones? Eh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a tough call right now, I think. So and then going into next year when you've you've got your draft picks, you've got your money, and let let's see. Let's see. You know, here we are now, entertain us, and that, that is what is going to happen next year for the Bears. I want to get back to another Luke Getze cut here. I'm kind of doing my, my version of the Bears report here right now. And Luke Getze talked about the, the Justin Fields ratio, I guess I could put it as, the, the run versus the pass. And this some of this was pertaining to last week in terms of what Justin Fields was able to do and not do in the, the loss 
to Atlanta. So some of that will come up here. But this is, and I think I left the question on this one. Luke Getze on the, the, we'll just call it the Justin Fields ratio. When you're trying to seek balance in the offense and you have a quarterback who's so dynamic with his legs, how do you as a play caller figure the amount of design runs for him, but also knowing if something's not there, he's going to scramble. Like, do you have to factor in how many times he's scrambling a game to factor how many design runs you'll call? Um, I, I would say not really. I would say you would say more along the lines of how the game's flowing that you have to pay attention to more. Um, but as far as like design runs, we you know we, we're pretty specific about when we when you, when you, like the term QB design run happens uh, because I mean you know in previous weeks the the the. The thought was there was no QB design runs, but the defense was making us give the ball more. So are those QB design runs? Or the now what's changed is we've had these kind of put them on the perimeter QB runs, where he's not supposed to take a hit, and he took two. Those were like the two hits that he took um, because we we missed the edge block. So uh, we want to do those still. I mean, those are important to who we are. Whether it's with um, whether you want to call it a QB design run or not, but we, he's a big part of that. So. We're gonna we we factor that into our whole game plan. So whether you're in situational football, whether you're in first and second down, he's always gonna be a part of that. Now the scramble part of it, you know, as long as he's not taking hits in the scramble part of it, then then he can do that as much as he would like. Yeah, and it, it is interesting. You know, that's Luke Getzey to some degree defending himself because yes, the idea of a perimeter run is that uh, that the left tackle is able to block somebody and your quarterback doesn't get hit. That's that's the idea. And this is what Luke Getzey is doing now. He is put in a new offense in, in terms of what they want to do and how they are going about doing it. So that is uh, Luke Getzey, the Bears offensive coordinator from uh, from yesterday. I got a little bit more Getzey on the, the, the Jets defense and what exactly – they are doing also Alan Williams, the, the Bears defensive coordinator. I asked him about all the chaos going on with the Jets and how that affects the planning. And Alan Williams also had something to say about the Justin Fields, the apology, the apology, as we will call it. You know, Justin Fields apologizing to his Bears teammates for losing the game in Atlanta. So Alan Williams weighs in on that. And, and, and maybe the most important thing, there is an anniversary, which I was just informed of, that will require some audio brilliance. Classic. It's coming up next on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We're back live with more Mark Brody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. You know what's awesome is when you live in the city, that's me, I live in the city, and you're making plans with your friends, and the plan is to go hang out in the suburbs, which, you know, I don't, you know, rather stay in the city. And then the plans change, and they say, actually, we're just going to come to the city. Is that, yeah. So that, that makes me very happy. I, I have a home game, and I know that everybody is really happy for me in that regard. So that, yeah, I, I just got the boost I needed. I'm Mark Grody. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. You are welcome to call. I got another 30 minutes with you guys. So 312-644-6767 is the number. You know, I actually think I want to do here, we're going to hear some more Alan Williams in a second, the Bears defensive coordinator. But do we have my anniversary 
audio ready over there, Caesar? Okay, so this this ladies and gentlemen, one of the 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 greatest this might be. I don't know. You can weigh in if you'd like. This might be See Ditka that gets in the way. This might be the greatest rant of all time. And we've heard some doozies. This is 21 years ago today. Caesar? I don't know. All I know is we threw four interceptions and fumbled once. One interception they returned for a touchdown. Three others were in our end of the field where they scored points. That's all I know. That's inexcusable. Inexcusable. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game, another game. <laughs> you know what's great is that I, I, I'm going to need to hear it again. But the, the I don't even know what the word is for it. Like the the little before he says playoffs, there's like a little spit. It's the, the, the playoffs. It's that whatever that word is. However you make that linguistic sound, where you're just you're just so flustered and baffled, and you can't even get the words out of your mouth yet. I, I believe it's the tightening of the throat, they would tell you or something like that, right? Yeah. Billy Eilish. Uh, it's just so great. Play it again for me, Caesar. I don't know. All I know is we threw four interceptions and fumbled once. One interception, they returned for a touchdown. Three others were in our end of the field where they scored points. That's all I know. That's inexcusable. Inexcusable. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Another game. Playoffs? So it's really... Not even the playoff part that kills me the most. It's the stuff right before the playoffs. Playoffs. Oh, so it's it's one of the greatest post game rants of all time. And I don't know, is that one that one is definitely funnier than Dennis Green. Dennis Green is great. And we have ownership of that in this city. But Dennis Green is just more special to us because we're Bears fans, so we probably got to put it a little higher than that one because it was our team that yeah, caused that, you know? Probably, but in pound-for-pound pound funny, it's Jim Mora for me. Like, in terms of, yes, the Jim Mora is, is the Dennis Green. There was, something ma- there was something very satisfying about the Dennis Green one because it's like Bears just win this game in spectacular fashion in Arizona, epic things have happened. Devin Hester has happened. Brian Erlacher has happened. Great things, unbelievable things happen. And so you get this, this dramatic win, a signature win for the Chicago Bears. And, you know, and in the franchises, I mean, you put that up there with one of their greatest games of regular season games of all time, for sure. So then you're just like a Bears fan. You get to fold your arms and be like, oh, the, the other coach is pissed off, huh? What did he say and it's like ah that's great that's for me that's what makes it so much better is it's your team that caused it you know uh being a fan of the bears and you see all these rants all the time but when it's your team that causes a rant like that it it just it's that much better we got in your head didn't we our team our chicago bears got in to your head we are renting space in your brain dennis green and the and jim mora Man. Oh, God. Ah, 
playoffs. <laughs> oh my god. And then and then, you know, it's even hard for me to not think about Mike Ditka in this in these terms too, because he had some great rants too. And no, I did not cover Mike Ditka. Um, but man, from the, the Ditka gave us so much gold. I mean, I think my favorite Ditka one was was Wolfer can't cover. Yeah, Donald Wolfer can't cover anybody. I don't know if this team is capable of winning another game. And then the Bears didn't win another game. So, so as a fellow, uh, you know, football reporter as yourself in that Jim Mora uh, cut, do you yeah. think that was a bait? Do you think that reporters threw out there purposely to get that reaction I, like that? I, I, I have no idea, Caesar. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Play it again. Play it again. And then I'll give you the answer. Play I don't know. Again. All I know is... We threw four interceptions and fumbled once. One interception, they returned for a touchdown. Three others were in our end of the field where they scored points. That's all I know. That's inexcusable. Inexcusable. Uh, Playoffs? (laughs) Don't talk about it. Playoffs? Are you kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Another game. Uh, Oh, man. Oh, so I didn't, the reporter's voice is done on it. I thought that for some reason, I thought the reporter's voice was on it. So I don't know. That would be great. That would be great. There should be like an investigation. That that would be like a good podcast to, to really zero in on that day. If, if you can be honest right now, are you ever throwing questions out there just for reactions like that? Hmm. I mean, I think to some degree we're all doing that. You know what I mean? I mean, there's some bread and butter stuff, but we're no. I guess no, not to get like a reaction like that. But we, of course, we direct our questions to try to get a certain response. But that's a different thing. So I'm trying to think if I have ever been guilty of that. No, because it just happens. It's when you least expect it as a reporter. You just never know. <laughs> and I'm sure that was the case with this reporter. Like you just never know what's gonna send somebody losing their mind. I've had some people, yes, I've had some people lose their damn minds with me. Yes, oh yeah, Jim Hendry. Jim Hendry once got in my face before a Cubs game on the Cubs infield, yelling at a ten at me. Because of Rich Harden. And remember when Rich Harden came and I was questioning velocity because we had before he came to the Cubs from the Oakland A's, his velocity had supposedly been down. And I was working for BBM at the time. And BBM had been reporting that the velocity was down. And so as, as the reporter, it was my due diligence to ask what was going on. I asked Jim Hendry about that. He says, turn off the tape recorder. And then he, then he just like he's get he was spitting close to my face, like and just go. I don't know where you guys come up with this crap and like red faced, ten on a scale of one to ten, in terms of the the and I'm just like, whoa, and and I and I finally got myself together. I'm like, Jim, this is why I'm asking you this stuff. I'm asking you this because of the report. Oh, I don't know where you guys get this. Like, and then, then he just like walks away. So I go on with my day and <laughs> then I see him. This was back in the old Cubs clubhouse, the small one. And Jim Hendry was always pacing around in there. And I, I saw him and I said something, I was going to say something to him like, 
you know what he goes he goes he goes ah yeah he's like sorry about that he's like don't worry about it it's all we're all good and I'm like oh man so and I actually I actually like Jim Hendry I talk about accessible that guy was extremely accessible and um, got pretty damn close like it could have been it could have been Jim Hendry that uh, got should have been Jim Hendry honestly that got the Cubs at least into a World Series in in 2003. So I do, I do like Jim and he was actually, except for that moment, except for that moment, very good to me, but not, not, uh, not at that moment. And he's a guy, he always picks up the phone too. Always, always does. So I don't know how much truth to it, but we got a texter from the 206 says that reporter who asked that question is now a gym teacher in Indianapolis. Okay. I don't know what that means. Does that mean that, that you're, you're not, you're not fit for this job. Really? Playoffs? Yeah, um, I'm just looking at some of these uh, text messages as well. Oh, yeah, that that was the one. Lee Elia. How could I not mention Lee Elia? We should be mentioning Les Grobstein a lot more around the holidays because Les was a holiday guy, the jive turkey. Oh, yeah. A lot of people thought that that was a joke. No, it was real. Lee, the, forget, about, forget about Jim Moore. He's got nothing on Ditka, that's for sure, or Dennis Green. But for me, that that is the, actually a lot of these rants. They they do most of the rants actually lack actual humor. Jim Mora does not lack the humorous parts of of that because you know there, Dennis Green didn't. Well, Dennis Green did say "crown their asses." I mean that that was pretty sick. I mean to hear that that was that was fun. And then Ditka just came. He just came from a place of rage like what maybe the rage that Jim Hendry was experiencing towards me on that day that I just talked about was probably the rage that Mike Ditka always had (laughs) I'm so glad I gotta be honest with you like there's two things in my career like I am so glad I didn't cover Ditka or the 80s Bears because they're in a good place for me man because like I think your opinion might change to some of those guys I was a kid when you know that the 80s bears so they're just like they're i don't want to ever have them diminished in any way shape or form you cover stuff you see how things are made so you get a little bit of a different perspective so i love my perspective of those teams it's like that with the 90s bulls too quite frankly you know i was in college so like i i don't regret you know missing covering the chicago bulls i just wanted to, to be a fan for all that stuff so it sounds like it was a pain in the ass, quite frankly, to cover them, too. So, three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. We'll get back to my Bears report here in just a second. Some things that Alan Williams was saying yesterday about the defense and your calls. I got twenty more minutes. I'm here until two o'clock. So, if you want to get in a call, three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Bear anything goes for the next twenty minutes right here on Chicago Sports Radio six seventy. The score. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown them. But they are who we thought they were. The pain is pretty high today, and um, just with throwing and stuff like that, like finishing throws, just the pain with that, you know. So I'm just going to, you know, work on work throughout the week to just kind of get that motion down, try to, you know, get that pain down a little bit and see what happens, you know, Friday night, Saturday. We're back live with more Mark Brody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. That was Justin Fields on uh, Wednesday. The Bears... Wrapping up practice right now. As a matter of fact, Matt Eberflus should be speaking shortly. And 
The injury report should be coming out any second. I'll keep an eye on my phone and let you guys know if it does uh, happen on my watch. And um, I will be here again until 2 o'clock, at which time it's going to be Gabe Ramirez and Lou Canellis coming up here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, the, the defense we know has been a massive issue for the Bears that for the most part has gotten a pass is the right word, but it's it's secondary really, especially since I should say Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn were traded and they, they had big issues even with those guys. It wasn't like the, the drop off just was massive when they left. They're like gone. The, the Bears defense has been bad this year. A lot of bad from from the Bears' defense this year. And we heard Allen Williams earlier today talking about how he is not going to give up, obviously, on trying to get to the quarterback with a four-man rush. What he was doing more of last week against Atlanta, I mean, we have seen it in the last couple of games. Every fan wants it. He has been blitzing more. There has been more blitzing going on, but not effective as in we saw Marcus Mariota last week a couple of times on dialing up Jack Sanborn and the Sanborn not getting close to getting home and Marcus Mariota able to convert big plays on third down. So they're trying stuff. They're out there trying, but it really just comes down to a talent deficit when we get real about what's going on with the defense that's why so much of it is off to the side in terms of how we critique them or evaluate them. But another thing I was interested in with with Alan Williams is what the approach is against a team who has benched their starting quarterback, who is bringing in the backup, and if that creates a bit of an advantage for the defense. Here's Alan Williams on that. Uh, that's the NFL. Uh, the NFL is a, a game of attrition, and the NFL is a game of, hey, people, um, they get hurt sometimes, and sometimes guys may not play as well as the coaching staffs uh, would like. And, um, and I know that um, uh, Coach Sala and uh, the offense over there with the Jets, they would say, hey, the next man up, and that's why guys get reps. That's why you, you don't just have one quarterback uh, you have three, and some people have four, and it's an important position. And um, and I think guys are professionals. And uh, if you've ever heard of uh, Wally Pip, um, you know sometimes guys, the when you go the next man up, uh, sometimes uh, you know don't sleep on the on the guy that may have been uh, in waiting. So we will um, we will attack it. We will prepare. Uh, just like he's been the starter all along, we'll go back and do our due diligence with uh, past performances, uh, past uh, games, um, and make sure that we uh, that we have our guys prepared. All right, that is uh, Bears defensive coordinator Alan Williams, and I admit I was distracted. I wasn't even listening to the cut that I was playing. I hope it was great. hope you guys were entertained by it. No, I put it together, so I know what it was. But the injury report just came out, and Justin Fields – is listed as questionable for the game. Limited in practice. Just so Justin feels today, limited in practice, questionable for the game. I assume, and Matt Eberflus is just now starting to speak. I assume he's going to say game time decision 
that that's what it comes down to. Maybe he won't even say that much. But we can definitely surmise from limited questionable that he's a game-time decision. The only thing that could possibly happen between now and Sunday, in terms of actually finding out whether or not Justin Fields is starting the game, sometimes, sometimes we'll get a report on a Saturday where they will make something clear. If Nathan Peterman is promoted to the active roster, um, that is the clue that will give it away. So there are some things that still could happen, but Justin Fields, again, according to the the Bears' official injury report, just came out seconds ago, Justin Fields questionable for the game on Sunday. And I'll continue to let you guys know what the updates are and what Matt Eberflus is uh, saying. There are some other um, interesting notes on the the injury report beyond that, believe it or not. Um, Jaquan Brisker will not play in this game. He is out because of a concussion. That is not a surprise. He did not practice at all this week. So Jaquan Brisker is out. You will probably see DHC, DeAndre Houston Carson, getting the bulk of those snaps or having a lot more action for sure. Um, Let's see, going through the rest of this here. Dane Cruikshank, um, he is good to go. He's good to go. He had a hamstring injury. Um, Kyler Gordon is also out for this game. He did not practice this week. He like Jaquan Brisker, also dealing with a concussion. So those two guys are out. Um, Tevin Jenkins looks like he is good to go. He uh, practiced in full. He's been dealing with that hip um, injury. He practiced in full all week, and it, uh, he, he is he is cleared to play. So assuming they don't pull a, a fast Michael Schofield on us, um, he will be back in the lineup, and Sterling Weatherford is out for the game as well as he also been dealing with a concussion. A lot of concussions that the the Chicago Bears are having to deal with right now. So that that is the word. It will be interesting to hear once we find out and once we can bring it to you what exactly Matt Eberflus is uh, telling reporters um, right now in regards to what is going down with with. Um, with Justin Fields and how he's going to word all of that. Um, back to Alan Williams, though, and you know, discussing the chaos, basically saying, "Look, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Zach Wilson's out, and Mike White is going to play." You know, did, did made the Wally Pip reference, um, which I actually think should be called being Tom Brady'd, um, or I'm sorry, Drew Bledsoe'd, because that's actually the better, like the more modern, relatable analogy there. Because once upon a time ago, kids, it was Tom Brady who took over for the big-time, first-round, big-money man, Drew – did I say Drew Brees? Drew Bledsoe. So that's that's really what it is. Never mind the, the, the Wally Pippen. Um, and then one more cut from Alan Williams, and this will act. This will this will put a close on this story. And it's been a good story, and I, I've enjoyed the reaction that we've been getting to this from players and coaches and everybody that that we can discuss it with. And that was the apology, the famous apology by Justin Fields. There's the Jason Hayward speech and the Justin Fields apology. The Justin Fields apology occurred last week after the Atlanta game. He apologized to the team. And apparently Eddie Jackson was like, no, 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 dog. You don't have to be apologizing for us. Here's what Alan Williams, the Bears defensive coordinator, said. Alan, as the defensive coordinator, what was your reaction to Justin Fields trying to apologize to the defense for, for losing the Atlanta game? Um, I, I was sad, 
really I was sad because I, I go, no. <laughs> I, ju I just go, no. You, there's no reason to ever apologize uh, if you saw the way he worked, uh, the way, you know what, not work, that's past tense, the way he works, uh, if you saw the way he uplifts his teammates, um, if you saw how he sacrificed, you, you go, nah, no, no chance. We appreciate it. We understand because that's what a competitor does. A competitor, you know, puts the team on his back and, and shoulders the load. But no chance whatsoever that he needs to apologize. And, and I think every one of the guys echoed that same sentiment. That is Alan Williams right there. I thought we were going to hear some music right there. Um, Alan Williams, the Bears' defensive coordinator. And, yeah, he made it uh, pretty clear that, d dude, like I'm picturing all the defensive players in there while he is apologizing. They're like, dude, have you seen us? Have you seen what's been going on? No, don't need to bring up, don't need to bring up the, the apology or uh, apologizing to us so please don't do that so alan williams had the the right response to it this has been a fun four hours thanks to jim miller for coming on thanks to caesar perez for producing the show i see gabe ramirez in the hallway i think i saw luke canellis in the hallway so they will take you through the next four hours right here on chicago sports radio 670 the score have a great rest of your weekend take care bye-bye This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.